MNK Talk YA now presents Recap from Season 3. Talk YA. I'm Marissa Snyder. And I'm Kitty Bradford. And this is our season three recap of our podcast. Oh my goodness, season three! I know! This is like a thing we really do now. We're professionals <laughs> at this point, I would dare to say. Oh man. And I loved yesterday or last week when you were like, our podcast is going to be a senior in high school next year. <laughs> it's so true. It's grown up so much. I'm so proud of it. It's going to think it's rules the school and it's not going to be ready to be a freshman in college or whatever happens. When <laughs> it's going to get a big attitude. Yeah. Thinks it's invincible right now. Yeah. We've come a long way. We've come a really long I know. way. I still, so I, we kind of talk about it in general, but I was trying to remember when the very first time we talked about doing a podcast, like how it really came up. Like I remember in general that we were like talking about, I think it was the Cinder series, right? Or the Lunar Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think you were the first one who said something, but not very seriously. And then we like dropped it and then it marinated and then we came back. But I was trying to like, I wish I could remember like the exact moment where we were like, wait, let's really do this. I think it was, you came back to visit one day. You came back to Chicago and I think that was the first time I met James too. And we were just like walking around together and I was like, so I have an idea. And I I was like so nervous to bring it up to you because... I was really excited about it and like had been thinking about it for a while and I was scared that you wouldn't be as excited about it as I was. And I remember oh like God. when I mentioned it, you like your face, like you flipped out and you were like, Can we do this? Can we really do this? And I was like, Yeah, I would I would like to try. And then I like <laughs> gave you an out where I like didn't mention it again. Cause I was just like, I you know, I don't wanna this is a big, you know, a big ask of someone. <laughs> and it's a big <laughs> commitment. And then you brought it up again and you were like, wait, when are we doing this for real? And that was like in November. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we we got it started like pretty quickly. Like we had our logo done and our music done. And I like how you say we did that when you like made all of those things happen. <laughs> but I do remember like for Christmas that year, because I, I was just talking to you a minute ago about how I was trying to figure out what to ask for for Christmas. But that year, I was like, oh, I need, like, a microphone for pot. Like, I didn't even know what I was asking for, and I was kind of nervous to tell my family because we hadn't really figured out. Like, it's it felt like such a big project, again, like you were saying. Like, it sort of felt like, oh, it was cool to envision, like, being where we are now, but mm-hmm. it was hard to imagine getting there at the time. But we did it. I know. I'm so proud of us. I'm so glad you mentioned it. So when did you get the idea? I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Oh, that's a really good question. I think it was sometime after we read Legends together and then we were like talking about it over the phone and we had like a phone date scheduled so that we could like talk specifically about this book and I was like we should just turn this into a show because it was just us sharing our thoughts about the book and I was like this sounds like it could be a thing. I'm so glad we did it. It's just crazy and 
it's funny because I feel like it's such a big part of our relationship now. Like when I describe yeah. you to my friends, I'm like Marissa from the podcast. Or, but it's like we were actually friends for a long time yeah. before this even started. But it like now feels like the defining thing of our friendship in some ways. I know. I always add that whenever I talk about you to someone. I'm like Katie, my podcast partner. <laughs> It doesn't help anything that I have another really good friend named Marissa. So is my way to like distinguish oh, between yeah. the two Marissas is I'm like the podcast one or the Northwestern <laughs> one. But, but yeah, so we did it. We're three we years it. in. I know. And we I was just looking back at all of the books we read this year. So we read eight series this year and it was 23 books, you said? Technically, it was 20 books and three like short stories. Okay. Because we read a short story for... Um, villains we read warm up by the schwab and mm-hmm. then we did two short stories in the three dark crown series right so how many words or pages did we read all together this year so we read 8832 pages hmm. which are books like if i exclude those three short stories it, the average book length was 429 pages wow and the shortest book was Girl the Sea Gave Back, which was the last one we read, which is okay. kind of interesting, at only 327 pages. And our longest book this year was Strange the Dreamer, which was only 536 pages. Oh and that God. is a long book, but compared, we've read like 600, 800 page books the previous season. So it actually felt like kind of, a shorter season. again, those shorter, quicker books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot more duologies. Yeah, true. Which means that we probably got through more series this year than last year. Well, season one... We did six series, but we started in February. True. And we read eight eight series in season two as well. So okay, we're pretty true. much par for the course. And we already have like almost all of our series for next year planned out, which is crazy. I know. And I looked at our downloads. So we have 6.4 thousand downloads for this year, mm. which is up 51.3% from last year. That's amazing. Yeah. And our biggest download place is the U.S., surprisingly just kidding um and our biggest month was October what did we read in October I didn't know why it felt like a big jump in October for our number of downloads I don't know is that when we read the Nevernight series maybe was that even longer ago though I guess I I get so confused because it's I guess it's two weeks per book so a series is basically a month or duology is basically a month yeah our, our our top 10 episodes our number one was actually Raven Boys Part 1 was our, like, most downloaded episode. Really? Which I thought was interesting. Oh, wow. For this year. Okay. For this year specifically. So mm. I think, because um, when we did that one contest and did the Red Rising, I forget which one we did, but something from Red Rising, that one I think has the most downloads overall because that was one that was linked in that contest. Oh, interesting. Okay. And we did 42 episodes this year. Wow. Which is a lot. Crazy. I can't remember that actually. That might... It might have been 40 episodes plus bloopers and finale, or it might have been 42, and I didn't. Ca- I can't remember if I counted these last two episodes because okay. we haven't posted the bloopers yet. But I did listen to it, and it's I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's so amazing! Like listening to it, the crap we go through to make this. <laughs> like I was just listening to it, and I was just like, "Wow, we we go through a lot to like come up with these episodes." It's like dogs barking and people coming to the door and thunderstorms, and we're sick and. It's crazy. And just the number of times. There's so many times that end up in the final episode where I like mess up a name or can't remember something. But there's even more times in the bloopers where we're both like, who is that? Or what did they do? Or where was that? And we're like flipping through the book or whatever, trying to find it. And I feel like we're both good at certain things and we're both bad at certain things. Because like you always joke about how you're bad at names. But I feel like I'm pretty good at names. You are. But I suck at remembering plot points. (laughs) 
And like, you are really good at that. Like, you'll bring it back and be like, oh no, that's when this happened. I'm like, oh wow, I totally forgot about that. (laughs) It's probably because I wait until the very last minute to read it. So it's very fresh in my mind. And I'm always worried I'm not going to finish in time. But so far, so good. (laughs) It's just been nice too, like how many series we've been able to read and like explore through this. Because I think there are books here that like I might not have read otherwise. And that I'm really glad I there did. There definitely are. Mm-hmm. So I think just getting me to read a lot of different YA books has been super fun. Yeah, and I feel like it's made me smarter too, not just... Okay, sometimes I listen to old episodes and I realize I've forgotten everything we talked about and I'm fascinated by the information we're sharing all over <laughs> again. But I do feel like some of it has stuck in my brain. And just by talking about books, because I read a lot or I've always mm-hmm. read a lot or whatever, but talking about books I also think makes me a like more intelligent reader going forward. Yeah. Like, because you bring up certain things and then I'm thinking about them differently or I, like, start to notice Mm -hmm. them or, I don't know, just even sometimes when we're talking about it, I realize I liked a book more or less than I thought I did because as we talk about it, I'm, like, processing it more differently and so it's just, it's been really good. What book, this is one of my questions that I had for you, what is, what was your favorite non-podcast book that you read this year? Ooh, that's a really good question. Here, let me pull up my own Goodreads. I, this is my, I think I've mentioned this before, I've, like, killing it this year with number of books I've read and I do not even understand so I've been tracking since like 2013 and my most read year was like 74 books this year I've already read 123 oh my god I know isn't that like I'm that's I'm like, insane I don't even understand and I got married and like all this like a lot of stuff happened I, I did other things <laughs> you weren't not busy yeah you were pretty busy I will have read 75 books by the end of this year. Which is also crazy. Like, I, it's just, I don't even understand what's going on this year. I need to, like, lower, I need to, I don't know, I need a new project on the side, maybe. Because <laughs> you're reading too much? <laughs> I'm reading too much. Um, oh, best book of the year. This is so hard. <laughs> well, I can tell you mine. Okay. So my favorite non-podcast book of this year that I read was Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. Wait, is that a series? No. Oh, God, I wish it was. Okay. No, it's a standalone, but it is... You know how much I love royals, like royalty, and like Kate mm-hmm. and William and the royal family. I'm very into them. Um, this is completely fiction, but it's about the first son of the President of the United States falling in love with the Prince of England. I've definitely seen it on my, like, a bunch of my friends have read it and ranked it really well. You marked it as one to read. (laughs) Yeah, but I didn't realize, I guess I thought it was a series, so I was waiting for, like, more to come out, but I guess I'd just be waiting for forever. I need to go read it now. It was just charming and sweet, and I I loved it so much. Highly recommend. Okay, well, the first one that's coming to mind for me is one that I just finished, actually, so it might just be recency effect, but I did give it five stars, and I went to a book discussion and a lot of people really liked it it's called nothing to see here by kevin wilson okay and it sounds really weird like i had it in my bookshelf for a few months and i like just like it didn't really seem like a book i would like it seems Mm -hmm. kind of magical realism ish which i don't necessarily dislike but just um i don't know i just wasn't in the mood for that and then i read it and it was so charming and so funny and it didn't feel too magical real like it felt very real even though it was something that wouldn't happen in real life. So the premise is basically this this woman, her like friend from high school calls her up and needs help governessing these two kids 
who hmm. light on fire spontaneously sometimes. What? And oh, so, yeah. what's this book called again? It's called Nothing to See Here, but it was just, okay. it was pretty short and just a surprisingly enjoyable read. Like I said, I just found it like charming would be the word I would use to describe it. And I like laughed out <laughs> the loud. The front cover is hilarious. Yeah. And again, I almost. <laughs> it's just a child on fire. <laughs> I think I told some other people. <laughs> And it's fun. Like, I did. I laughed out loud. And I've told other people not to even read the description. So if that sounds weird, like, just still give it a try again. It's a quick read. And just, it was just so fun. Okay, I might read this next then. And another book I really liked this year was Homegoing by Yagyasi. And it was telling the story. It, it like, followed these two girls who were um, born in Ghana. And one was, mm-hmm. like a wealthy woman and one was a slave but then it Mm. like each chapter it switches off generations and it follows like both of the women like their families through generations and it was just really hard but really well done and I think I learned a lot and some of the characters just stuck with me really well and yeah those are probably two of my top ones this year but I read a lot of really good books it was a good year yeah, I, it was a, I agree. And I still have so many books that I'm really looking forward to reading next year, too, like ones I just didn't get to. I really want to read Call Down the Hawk by Maggie Stiefvater and um, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. I haven't read either of those yet, and those are top of my list. I really like Ninth House, except it is Did the you? first in a series. Ooh. Yeah. I can't believe you read it. I know. Well, I got it as my book of the month and I've been reading. I've been, that was another one of my goals this year was to catch up on my book of the month because I think I had like 64 books of the month since I started and I'd only read like 12 of them by January 1. So I like have, and I have one left. So I've been doing really, really well, but um, it was good, but I hate waiting for things. It was a little bit, I've read like some mixed commentary on it. Some people thought like not enough happened, but I just, I love the world that she made and I I just like her writing in general. So Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't wait. But it's definitely more, like, adult slash dark than her other stuff. Yeah, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. And her young adult stuff is can be pretty dark, too. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good year. Okay, so do you want to play a game? Yes, I do. I was trying to think about things to talk about for our recap, and I know you said you had some questions to ask me, too. Yep. But I was thinking we could play Love It or Hate It. Okay. Have you ever played that game? No, but I feel like I have an idea of how to play it, but tell me the specifics. Yeah, basically I just say something and you tell me if you love it or you hate it. Okay. <laughs> and the theme is going to be YA tropes and cliches. Okay. <laughs> and you have to tell me if you love them or hate them. I like this. Okay. I did see a funny thing the other day on one of the bookstagrams <laughs> I follow. It was like this wheel and it said how every like YA male love interest is made, and it, you know, like each piece on the <laughs> wheel was like dreamy brown eyes, or I don't. There were just like funny things that like they all like misunderstood youth or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> okay, well we can start with this one then. How about how do you feel about brooding bad boys? I love them. I love it too. <laughs> okay, love triangles. Oh, that's hard. I love them when they're done really well, but I feel like mostly I hate them. I hate them. Unless it's like l- like love what like love rectangles or something. Like it has to be more than 3. It can't just be like two people fighting over one person. I appreciate it more when there's like multiple people interested in multiple other- very complicated relationships. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and I don't like, which I know we've talked about before, like, sometimes I feel like these relationships, I'm like, they've barely even talked, why are they so in love? And, like, sometimes with love triangles, I feel like it's just like, oh, this person, this girl or boy is, like, so amazing that everyone's Mm -hmm. just in love with them, and I'm like, I don't really see it. And so I hate that part. Okay, well, that was also on my list. Okay, which, what is it? Insta-love. No, I hate it. I hate it, too. So unrealistic. Ugh, it drives me crazy. I can, I can buy insta-lust, but not insta-love. And I'm even fine with, like, there being an initial attraction as long as, like, before they, like, get married, they've had, like, at least mm-hmm. four conversations or something. <laughs> or or are ready to, like, dedicate themselves wholeheartedly to this person and do crazy things for them. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. How do you feel about the trope of the beauty blinds um, main character? What does that mean? Like, a woman who... That's Doesn't like, know that they're beautiful? Yeah. Like, my best example is um, Alina from shadow and bone like she like girls who describe themselves as like unattractive and like not pretty but yet everyone else seems to be obsessed with them and they don't like realize they're beautiful until someone comes out and says like oh usually like the main boy character will be like oh no you're so beautiful and then all of a sudden she like realizes she's pretty i guess like bella from twilight would be another example yeah no i don't like that i don't like that in movies either Ugh, i hate that too nope um, okay, how about this trope? Oh my god, I have superpowers. <laughs> okay, sometimes I do love it if there's enough of a backstory and the superpower is interesting enough. But I hate, like, magic as an excuse for, like, something that they couldn't do two chapters ago and now it, like, solves the problem. But, like... Good point. Like, villains and vicious, I feel like that was a little bit like what happened. And I, like, love that part. Yeah. I'm into that trope. I like the, oh my god, I have superpowers trope. <laughs> I just think it's fun. <laughs> Um, okay, how do you feel about the chosen one or the idea of the reluctant hero? Um, I don't know. I I think I used to love it, but I feel like I'm over it. Mm, that's fair. I'm still really into it. I love chosen one stories. And again, with all of these things, though, I like it when it feels fresh. So even if you use one of these tropes, you know, yeah. anything that you can do to make it like more complex or interesting or like add some complicated relationships or whatever, I like Some of my favorite books are, like, where it's not about the main hero character saving the world. It's, Mm. like... The side characters. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Six of Crows is still one of my favorite ones, and I feel like that wasn't really a save the world one. That was more... I like like anything with pirates. Pirates are my favorite. (laughs) Okay, this is the other one on my list. The Lovable Rogue. Yes, love it. Times infinity. (laughs) I knew you would. (laughs) Me too. That's all I'm about, really. (laughs) Give me a good pirate prince, and I'm so happy. (laughs) Um, how do you feel about the trope of people starting out as enemies and then turning into lovers? I think I like it. I think I love it. I love that yeah. one. That's like one of my favorite tropes, actually. But again, it has to be done well. Because if it's yeah, the insta-like, because sometimes they put the insta-like in there where you're like, wait, they hated each other. Why are they suddenly just like over it? Like the, you need to yeah. really develop the relationship well. Or sometimes there's like weird Stockholm Syndrome involved with it, yeah. which can be weird. Um, starting a rebellion and overthrowing the government. You know how I feel about this one? Yeah, I think I'm kind of over it. I hate that trope. I'm, I'm so over it too. Like, I liked it for the Hunger Games and then I didn't read anything that I liked after that. <laughs> that was, yeah. that had that trope. I do think 
it kind of goes with that to me it kind of goes with the chosen one thing a little bit like at least if when I re- I like the stories about that where there's a lot of main characters who all have a role like even mm-hmm. Lunar Chronicles kind of reminds me of that a little bit yeah. where they were overthrowing the government but there were like it wasn't like Cinder was the only one who was saving the day it was like they each kind of had a role and like that made it more appealing to me but when it's like a teenage girl who like lives in poverty and then like overthrows the whole government and you're like wait what <laughs> when I've seen that so many times yeah yeah all right then the last one is my personal favorite cliche character cliche the mad scientist we haven't done a lot of that actually we haven't um we talked about reading the monstrumologist by Rick Yancey a while back um and that definitely has that character cliche but I I love the idea of like the brilliant guy or girl who's some kind of scientist and is like totally dedicated to their work and a little bit quirky and like unsociable but is like consumed by an idea by some by some idea um at like at the detriment of everything else in his life I love that I think I am a fan but I feel like I need to read more to see if I actually believe that but I'm Mm. I'm interested I'm intrigued I would say like a Jekyll and Hyde situation or even like a Sherlock Holmes would fall into that. We haven't read many books with that in it, but I, I like quirky, brilliant people though. Yes, I agree. So I think I think I love that. Okay. Any more? Nope, that's, that's all I got. Okay, so I saw this thing called the bookworm pills. Ooh. And each pill you get the idea of this game was really like take pick which of these two pills you'd take and they like each do something but I thought I would ask you for each pill what you would do so okay. the first one is the amnesia pill so you have the chance to read a book as if you have never read it before what what would you read if you took the amnesia pill oh that's such a great question isn't that so good I would read the pillars of the earth by Ken Follett oh that's a really good have one. you read that Yes, I love that whole oh, series, but God. especially the first one. I just His other, loved it so Have much. you read the other one, the Century Trilogy? No, I read World Without End, but then I stopped, and I haven't read anything else. But I heard that one was excellent. Yeah, Pillars of the Earth is by far my favorite, mm-hmm. but I also enjoyed his other trilogy about like World War One, World War Two. I feel like I would probably do like a Harry Potter again, though, or something. Uh, like reading that whole series again, but... But, yeah. like, now, at this age? I still think I would love it. Yeah, I'm sure I would, too. There was just something so special about it, like, reading it from age 13 up through age, like, 20 or whatever. I know. That's true. Oh, my goodness. So, my friend has a two-year-old. I think he turns... Yeah, I think he's still two. Um, he might be three. I can't remember. They change age every <laughs> year. Um, but <laughs> his dad reads to him every night from, like, a children's chapter book even though he's still pretty young and she was asking me for recommendations and it was so fun because my dad did that for me too so I was going back through like some of my old favorite books and just any of that I'm like excited to have kids and read some of my childhood favorites again as an adult I know same here I totally agree I'm trying to think of a book with like a really big twist that like would be fun to reread like Mm. I feel like there's probably a mystery or something that I would like to reread but I can't Harry Potter was the first one that came to mind just because it was so like magical and yeah that's such that's a good answer but I guess also at that time I hadn't read a lot of fantasy like I feel like I don't know yeah I'm just so curious to see like if we would feel the same about it now that's true okay next one you can make any fictional character come to real life come to life in real life um to be friends with them 
Sure. Let's say that. Hmm. That's such a good question. I would pick... I'm tied. I would pick either Nina from Six of Crows or June from Legend. Because I think I could be friends with both of them. Even though they're so different. (laughs) I think um, Strange would be really fun to be friends with. Laszlo? Yeah. Or uh, Nikolai, just because why not? I knew you were going to say Nikolai. (laughs) I knew it. I think he would be, like, exhausting in real life. I mean, he, he probably would be, but I also, I feel like it would just be, because he's so, like, like all his inventions, and I don't know, just something about it. I would love it. I'd probably, yeah, be sick of him in a week, but I would still like it. Or you would marry him. <laughs> Poor James. Well, that is, another one is you can make a fictional character fall in love with you, and I'm going to hold my oh, answer for oh, that oh. one. <laughs> make any fictional character fall in love with you. No, 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 you have to answer it. No, I'm going to say Nikolai. I'm going to oh, keep the okay. same answer. <laughs> Okay. Oh, gosh. Who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick? Oh, that's such a good question. Does it have to be from a series that we've read on the podcast? I guess not. No, we can we can expand it. <sighs> this is very challenging. It is. These are like, such, I should have actually thought of, I like looked at it and I was like, oh, I should ask these for the finale, but I didn't really think about them, which was bad because I'm a terrible decision maker. I'm going to say Akiva from Daughter of Smoke and Bone. Okay. Or, or who was the really... It was the really hot guy. <laughs> the really hot guy. No, the other one. Who did Crest end up with in Lunar Chronicles? What was his name again? Oh, 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 Thorn. Yeah, Thorn would be my second pick. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I have a type. <laughs> um, you know what though? Can I fall? Can I love an angel? I was gonna say um, Ziri from Daughter of Smoke and Bone, but then oh. I was like, that might be weird because he has horns and wings. But Akiva can conceal his wings. Yeah, there's magic, so there we can go. make things work. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Okay. Similar, this kind of builds off that idea. What if you could change bodies with any fictional character? Oh, Karu, 100%. Yeah, same. That's... But in her magical form. Either that or, again, one of the, like, um, goddesses from Strange the Dreamer. Like, which one would I pick? Mm. I think it'd be cool to be blue. <laughs> <laughs> and well, who was the one who could set things on fire? Was that Ruby? Oh, yeah. I like Ruby. That'd be fun. I'm still going with magical. I guess we had a lot of different magical. Yeah, I, that would be my pick, too, for real. But I was trying to be different than you. Or some... I, we've read a lot of magical bean stuff, actually. Maybe... Uh, what's his name from villains the guy who can't be hurt but i wouldn't be as evil as he was but that would be kind of cool that's true it would be nice to like change characters with uh or change bodies with a character who had like really cool superpowers yeah i feel like we haven't read that many with like intense superpowers i know we kind of see those same ones over and over again sort Mm -hmm. of but okay you can revive any dead fictional character oh um Except that's, like, the thing I hate most is when we think people are dead and then they come back from the dead and I'm like, wait, that ruined the whole story now. (laughs) I might switch my love interest to Alucard from Shades of Magic. Oh, that's a good one, actually. If he would have me. Um, (laughs) Okay, let me think of people who have died who have been very upset about. Oh, Matthias from Six of Crows. Oh, that is a good one. Who would you pick? I'm trying to think who... 
I am trying to think too. What are some other series we've read where I've been really upset that someone's died? I have a problem because again, I, I kind of like it when someone dies. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm horrible that way. This one's kind of a weird one, but it's coming to mind. The dad in uh, Everless. <laughs> <laughs> just so you could give us all the answers we needed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It just like, it made me upset when he died. I don't know why that's the first one that came to mind. <laughs> probably someone better. Or, or, oh. or, um, what's his face from the Nevernight Chronicles? The Cassius? Tr- trick. Oh, Trick. No, actually, that, I, I might pick that one. Yeah. Even though he did kind of come back from the dead, but I would have just had him not die in the first place and then seen how yeah. things played out. But I did like her with Ashlyn. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good relationship, but I just, I just loved him. He didn't deserve to die. I know. That's why I thought about Matthias. Like, that one really yeah, broke my heart. that was a good one. That's a good one. Or um, Matthias from Legends, June's brother. Oh, that's Although that then they would never have started the whole, like the, the okay. story essentially wouldn't happen without his death. So. Actually, I want all the the parents back, really. I want, um, what was the the dad of the, the one that was like video game-ish? I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Warcross. Warcross. Yeah, remember mm-hmm. how her dad died? Oh, Yeah. Agreed. I just want Let's all bring the back all the parents. All That's the another parents. trope. All the parents are either dead or useless. I actually feel like it works well in... Yeah. Um, in I actually, I almost prefer if they're dead, which sounds terrible, because when they're just useless, it frustrates me. But when they're dead, I, like, understand why they're not helping. Yeah, totally. And it's more believable about why these young people are going off by themselves doing crazy things. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Um. last question. Okay. I think you're going to like this one. Travel pill. You can visit any <laughs> fictional world. Oh, my goodness. That is so hard. I would love to visit the fictional world in Daughter of Smoke and Bone. I know I keep going there, but the um, Chimera, yeah. you know, stronghold, I would love to see. That would um, be cool. Can we also pick, like, places that we least want to visit? Sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I would say... I would least want to visit the world of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. I would not last for a second. Same with Nevernight. I don't think I want to go there. Or Nevernight, right? Mm-hmm. Way too violent. Couldn't handle it. Or or Everless. I don't like this time as oh, right. blood is no, no, no. whatever. Mm-mm. Those are places I wouldn't want to go. I also like don't. Well, okay. I would like to visit, if it's just traveling, not live there, I would like to visit the world of Warcross and, like, see all the cool virtual reality games that they do. I wouldn't want to live there, but I'd like to just go on vacation for a, a week. Yeah, I want to do a week at a Carval world. <gasps> yes, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that one, too. So, yeah, those are my, my questions. They were kind of fun to think about. I love that. I should have given more thought to a few of them so I'd have better answers now. But It's hard to think on the spot. It is, well, and then I keep thinking of the same series over and over again, and I'm like, I know we've read more right. than that, but I can't remember what they mm-hmm. are. Um, should we rank the series that we read this year from most loved to least loved? Sure. Okay. What was Okay, you- so what do we have? We have Villains by V.E. Schwab. Mm-hmm. We have Strange the Dreamer by Lonnie Taylor. We have Everless by Sarah Holland. Caraval by Stephanie Garber, Mask of Shadows by Lindsay Miller, Three Dark Crowns by Kendare Blake, Nevernight by Jay Kristoff, and Sky in the Deep by Adrian Young. That's all of them, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we're gonna start at the bottom or the top. Whichever you want. Wait, we're ranking them just by overall, or what? What are we ranking them by again? Just like the one, the one we liked most, and then the one we like least. So not ranking them all, just the top. I mean, we can rank them in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think Strange the Dreamer was my number one. Oh, me too. And then, and then... honestly, my second favorite one was Caraval. I really liked Caraval. I think Villains was my second favorite. I loved that V.E. Schwab. That was my third one. And Caraval's probably my third one. Um, the Nevernight Chronicles was my fourth one. I think Nevernight's either... Three Dark Crowns and Nevernight are my next two, but I'm not sure order. Okay. Three Dark Crowns was my fifth one. And then I think Sky in the Deep, maybe? Yeah, that's what I had. And then Everless and then Mask of Shadows? Yep. Well, I have Mask of Shadows 7 and then Everless 8. I honestly, this sounds terrible. I can't remember Mask of Shadows all that well. I know that was the one with the gender neutral. It was with Sal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually kind of forgot what it was, too. I think I might rank that above Everless. I just don't remember <laughs> what happened. <laughs> that was, again, another quick one. And we, yeah. Yeah, it was a duology and it was just like really, really fast. And it was a while ago. But I don't know. I remember liking it. Yeah, I I would rank it above Everless. For yeah, sure. the assassin school. Yeah, or the assassin. Yeah, I think that one's just hard because it's it's still very different, but it reminds me of Nevernight a little bit yep. based on premise. And since I actually, as bad as I mean, as much as I complain about certain aspects of Nevernight, I did kind of really enjoy it at the same time. I know I did too. I mean, it was just so unnecessarily violent and over the top, but I yeah. did enjoy the plot and how fast paced it was. Like, I was never bored by it. I was horrified at times, but I was never bored. Yeah. There were some things I could have done without, but overall, I liked it. So they did, um, there was like a, what do you call it? One of those raising money things. Fundraiser? <laughs> yeah, but like online. I forget what they're called. You know, like people, uh, turn it. What's it called? Anyways, they put on like a three episode youtube series about the nevernight chronicles what was it a um wait how was was it like animated no it was live why can't i think of you know like how people do those online like fun rate kickstarters oh yes 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 okay yeah it was um oh so they made a web series and it came out this month um i think there's like i can't remember it was three or six episodes three episodes following the book, and they put them on, I think it was YouTube or something. I haven't actually watched it, but I saw that it was out. You have to find this and send it to me. I will, yeah. Okay. I, I saw it on um, Jay Kristoff's Instagram, but... That's very exciting. I mean, I think it would make a great movie, honestly. I think it would, too. It does have a lot of cinematic aspects to it, so... Are any of the other ones that we've read being made into movies this year? Um, The, the Netflix Shadow and Bone series is in progress Mm -hmm. and the cast looks amazing so I'm very excited about that that's all I've heard of though I feel like there's another one but I don't remember what it was so maybe it wasn't this year but yeah exciting stuff and like you said we already have most of next year figured out which is Mm -hmm. crazy oh this is another thing oh so what are our goals for next year what are your 2020 MNK Talk YA resolutions well I know we are going to start doing a new thing where we um where we read new authors work Mm-hmm. So we have a few people who have sent us their books that they've published, and we're going to read a couple of them and do um, an episode on them, which I'm kind of looking forward to because that's pretty fun. Um, I definitely want to go to a convention. I know we always say this. Oh, yes. No, but we're going to make it happen. Oh, if, we're going to at least have it planned by the end of next year, even if we go in 2021. Okay. Good. That's a, that's a great goal. 
Um, and then uh, visit more authors when, if and when they come to town. Yeah, try not to be an idiot in front of an author. That's one of my goals for sure. Um, I So we had a lot of these side, other side episode ideas that we <laughs> didn't do a lot of this year. Yeah, like the, the Super um, Sundays. Super Fan Sunday, I'd love to bring back. Maybe not, I feel like we like alternate between like doing it so much that it gets overwhelming and then we're like, oh, we need a year off. But trying to find like about maybe like once a quarter, maybe we should each do two mm-hmm. next year or something like yeah. that. And then I went through a phase where I reached out to a bunch of the authors and then I kind of didn't follow up super, super well. So I'd love to, like as a personal thing, I want to try to reach out to more of the authors and see if we can get anyone on the podcast yeah. which may be a little ambitious but do some interviews I mean we had yeah. people who were willing to do it we just never followed up <laughs> yeah I'm the worst because <laughs> we have busy lives <laughs> and some of them were well part of the problem or good or bad is when we time it with when a book comes out they're usually like on tour and have no True. time to so that was part I got some responses that were just like not now but follow up in three months and mm-hmm. I didn't so um I'll, <laughs> I'll relaunch that and I also think I think I said this last year too, but I don't like dislike our website by any means, but I feel like we could do more with our website and I feel like I should work on my web skills. So maybe we can revamp our website sometime this year. I love that idea. Mostly because now that we have so many episodes, like if you, there's not a good way to like find a particular series if you don't know that we did it. it. Does that make sense? Like have more of a searchable. Like an archive or something. Yeah, something like that. So... That would be what I would love to see. I think that's a great idea. Cool. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about for our season recap? Um, oh, we have a message for your dad. We do. So I was going to tell you a dad joke and say, it's my dad's birthday today. It's his 70th birthday. So happy birthday, dad. Happy birthday. And this joke is for you. All right. The Christmas jokes because it's near Christmas. Um, okay. What is every elf's favorite type of music? Um, I don't, I don't know. What? Rap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's stupid, but good. (laughs) Such a good dad joke. That's funny, too. I did, so your dad's birthday is in December, and my dad's birthday is in December. Oh, did he already have his? Yeah, it was earlier in December, but we both have December dads. Well, do you want to tell a dad joke for your in honor of your dad's birthday too, since we missed it? Oh man, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I shared one that he shared with me last week, but I have another one. Okay, yeah. Here, this is in honor of my dad now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal it. What did Adam say to his wife the night before Christmas? Something about Eve. Something. Chris- yeah. Christmas Eve. Something. It's Christmas finally Eve. Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Do you celebrate Christmas, Adam? Is that a thing that people do outside my family? What? What's Christmas, Adam? The night <laughs> so, before Christmas Eve? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do? Well, so when we lived in Atlanta, my aunt usually throws a party at her house on Christmas, Adam. It's just like what we always refer to as the day before the day, the day before Christmas Eve. So, oh my God, I love that so much. What's your, what do you do for it? My aunt just has, like, a party with the neighbors and, you know, cookies and whatever, like, just a Christmas party, but, um, but yeah, so I, I feel like that's a dad joke in a party form. That so. really is. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, everyone have a happy holiday, and we will see you next year for season four of the podcast.
And if you want to play any of the games we played, feel free to send your answers to us at mnktalkya at gmail.com or on Instagram and Facebook at mnktalkya. Tell us your favorite books, what land you'd want to go live in. Any suggestions for us to read for the next season? We have most of it planned, but we still have a few openings. So any books you really want to hear us talk about. Yeah, or things that you'd like to see us do or incorporate into the episode. I feel like we're kind of in a rhythm now, yeah. but we're open to new ideas also. So, Or things you don't want us to do anymore. <laughs> yeah, please stop whatever. Please stop forgetting characters' names <laughs> and repeating your research. Don't set unrealistic expectations. <laughs> that is going to be hard. I feel like I need a cheat sheet of the research we've done. It's impossible to remember, especially when like it, you have an idea that fits so well with a book and you're like, no, I already did it and there's nothing else to research. I've had moments like that. I also keep having this problem where like I'll research things maybe while I'm reading and then when I'm ready to like actually research for the episode, I'll go back and then I'm like, this looks familiar. Did I look at it this week <laughs> or did I look at it four months ago for a different episode? <laughs> oh no. But, oh well, thanks for going along on this journey with us. <laughs> thanks for sticking with us. Bye, bookworms. Go get a library card. M&K Talk YA is produced and edited by Marissa Snyder and Katie Bradford. Original music composition by Timothy Milkey. Logo design by Marissa Snyder. For updates and extras, visit mnktalkya.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. We would like to thank James Tobias, Chad Snyder, Meredith Kelfie, and Michael Howard for all of their support. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.